0: Welcome, everyone, to 2023 season episode 10 of the Team Blaney podcast. My name is Adam Rogers, and alongside me, as always, is co-host Steve Mez. This podcast is brought to you by fans for fans Steve and I have been following the drivers of the Blaney Racing family for two decades, and then Team Blaney itself launched on social media in 2014. Each weekly episode of the podcast offers an in-depth analysis of Ryan Blaney's latest NASCAR Cup Series race, plus news, notes, and a lineup of special guests all throughout the year. This week, we break down the number 12 team's run in the Toyota Owner's 400, at richmond raceway steve welcome back for yet another week of the team blaney podcast again fresh off that race uh short uh, first race of the short track swing here uh for the nascar cup series and before we get into anything because um i have a feeling how this episode might go i want to talk <laughs> about some w's for the weekend uh the first one being larry McReynolds back in the booth. I know you don't listen to the the TV broadcast most of the time because you're pretty intent on taking notes and listening to uh the the radio and uh the, the communication between Josh and Jonathan and Ryan. Um but uh for the most part I have the the TV up and this is probably the most I know I've been to a few races this year, so I've missed some of the TV work, but it's probably the most stable uh broadcast crew of the year. I felt like Larry kept Clint kind of in check. He didn't turn into a, a sideshow or anything like that. And um he just brings a lot of information to the table. And he's, you know, worked so well with Mike Joy because they worked together for so long uh prior to Larry be uh being put in his room at the home base in, in Charlotte there while everybody else is at the track. Um W number two for the weekend. Was the package, I think. Uh, this short track package and uh, road course package that NASCAR has brought to the table this year worked really, really well at Coda. It worked really, really well at Richmond, I thought, because there's multiple grooves uh throughout like entire runs which was crazy to see especially early on in the race i think we got that idea that it was going to work because the 47 car which unfortunate for them they ended up having a mechanical failure but uh was able to run this crazy high groove and make up a lot of time um restarts were exciting as always even at richmond but um comers and goers you know unfortunately we got to see ryan move up through the field a couple of times uh because of some issues but people could pass and that's honestly something we haven't seen probably in the last four or five years at that track and i thought it was really great to see
1: yeah what they had about 20 some lead changes something like that i mean it was uh there was some back and forth um there was it got spread out a little bit but the tire strategy is what really made it a race um you know the second to two second difference after 10 15 20 laps you know guys you know breaking up the stages um based on tire wear it's funny they usually give you a fuel window before the race and this time they did nobody did it was like who who cares about the fuel going well, yeah. to get tired before anything else happens so um yeah there was a lot of varying strategies on on the, at the tire wear but there was there was some actual passing Uh you know, watching ryan through the day um you know he was better in certain cars and he was able to get around them. Um, certain cars after a while though, if they ran the same exact line, um, you had to do something about it. And Ryan, we, Ryan we did, saw that. Ryan did it a couple of times. It's really kind of cool to watch from, uh, uh, they had the, uh, in car camera. That was one of the ones that Fox was using for the race. And, um, on it, uh, a couple of times they had the, the, uh, camera down on the bumper. Yep. And that's the best because it comes up. You see it coming up on something, and all of a sudden, you know, as we'll talk about a little later, and things start moving, and uh, <laughs> it's really kind of cool to watch that. Um, so overall, I mean, the racing itself, yeah, it looks good so far. We'll see. I want to really see how it does at Martinsville or yep. anything else because um, that's that's last year with the shifting and everything, where everything you know didn't seem like they were shifting this at this this track uh, yesterday or uh, Sunday. So. That's, that's where it's going to make a big difference. See how the shifting goes at Martinsville. Um, of course, this week coming up, it doesn't matter what the package is. You're going to no. go side, sideways on the dirt. So I uh, can't wait for that, too.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, it was really, really good to see you mentioned that the field did get strung out at times. And, the, you know, the Hendrick cars, when they were leading, uh, that lead car would sometimes get out to about a two-second lead. But by the end of that tire run, they almost always got passed. So... Like you said, a lot of it's about, you know, tire strategy, saving your tires. Um, Maybe they go a little bit too hard early in a run. Um, You mentioned, and we'll get into it, kind of Ryan's aggression in this race um, was because of it being uh, with the in-car. Honestly, the in-car cameras all race. I don't know. Fox just got lucky multiple times of being on an in-car right when action did happen when somebody spun. So, uh, And we'll talk about that because that did come off the the front bumper of Ryan's car um, once and then almost a second time uh, throughout this race. So, like I said, W for the weekend, Larry McReynolds, really glad that he was back in the booth and um, really glad that there was something that Richmond, I don't want to call it the action track again, they used to call it the Mm -hmm. action trap. But it uh, it showed a little bit of its old self, and that was really great to see. Um, but oh, let's here's talk- a, here's yeah oh,
1: here's another another W for the weekend. Practice and, and qualifying got rained out.
0: <laughs> and, you know, quite honestly, you, you know, have to wonder if that helped the racing because sometimes that does. You know, the guys don't have a chance to shake their cars down yeah. and um, make you know some last minute adjustments. And we saw that during the the pandemic year and everything that the racing was good all year, even with that old car. Uh, mm-hmm. because it shook the field up a little bit by not being able to to actually test their setups out on track and just rely on the on the computer simulation
1: yeah you don't have to dial you know that when they get that 20 minutes of practice even when it's only 20 minutes they're able to dial in certain things that they've already had um built into the car and when you don't have that well now that competition caution that lap 30 that's what ends up being the uh you know uh the only thing that's bad uh, about the whole situation is Ryan's finished the week before and the matrix, everything else. Um, he started 17th. Um, so they, they chose pit stall 40, which is really, um, excuse me, really kind of cool. You know, the pit stall at the end of pit road, the the farm end. I really like it. Um, they're doing a great job of like hitting the timing line, just right. Getting to the box. And, um, for the most part it's actually it was a really advantageous most of the day
0: um i can tell you you know this wasn't at richmond but that race you know you were at as well in the stands of the southern 500 at darlington and, and you know we got to watch it from the the pit box and uh it, it's super exciting when you're the first car to hit Basically gear stop and you know, he can he can kind of come in a little bit hot. And uh that's that's kind of the view you got from the in-card camera too, was really cool. And they they pick that. So we've talked about pit selection before. Jonathan Hassler's always picking something where it's clear in or clear out, or at least and then sometimes if he can clear in, clear out, and then also next to, you know, like the seventy-seven car or so or the the fifteen or the fifty-one, yeah. somebody that he's most likely not going to be pitting with.
1: Yeah, they had um, the thirteen in front of them. And after a while that that becomes a you know no issue. Uh, stages of 70 230, and 400 uh competition caution was at lap 30 10 sets of tires um they figured like 50 to 75 laps on a set of tires depending on the strategy a lot of it was actually a little shorter than that um a lot of times uh the start of the race uh, the leader um, which was the 48 on the pole it took the bottom. And, uh, I have a lap lap one here, Ryan is behind the 34 and I have, (laughs) I hate to be mean. I wrote down 34 sucks and that's the way I felt watching him because he was slower than he was holding up, not just Ryan, but a bunch of people behind them. Um, so lap three, still 17th by lap six, though. He does pass the 34 gets to 16th and at lap eight, they pass the 54 to get to 15th. Um, lap 10, uh, Ryan says it's wrecking loose uh lap 15 they are uh they pass the uh the 20 i'm sorry the 20 passes he's in the 16th uh, but he's three wide with the 99 at this point too um lap 20 i got the 24 is actually taking the lead at this point and um at lap 29, he runs the 38 out of the way. <laughs> that's the way I have it written. Runs him out of the way.
0: Man, I almost uh, forgot about that one. Yeah, that's another uh-huh. one to add to the... That's number yeah. one for the list. For that's the, one for number the
1: day. one, yeah. There you go. Um, Up to 15th. Um, Ryan says he's loose every, uh, loose off. Um, and uh, they are... Let's see here. Okay, so they're at the end of the stage there. Or not stage. I'm sorry. At the competition, caution, at lap thirty. There, uh, so they're pitting. Everybody's taking four tires. Of course, they're in fifteenth. They're out eleventh. Uh, they gain four spots on the on this yellow flag pit stop right off the bat. Uh, the eleven actually has a penalty here too. So I think Ryan ends up in tenth uh, for the restart. Uh, the leader is the one he's taking the bottom. Ryan taking the top. The restart lap thirty-two. He's all the way up to eighth. So pretty much moving right direction here. Caution at lap forty-five when the uh, the eleven punted to fifteen here. And um, the one who's leading, Ryan, is in an eighth, and uh, they do not pit here. Uh, they, J- Jonathan says it depends on if everybody in front of him comes, you know, come in with them. Unless he can get to the front row, well, nobody comes in pretty much. All everybody behind them takes tires or whatever. Like six, there's a buffer of like six people behind him. Um, so Ryan, uh, the one chooses the bottom. Ryan takes the top. Then the restart at lap 50. At lap 54, the six gets by, so he's back to ninth. Uh, at lap 55, the 20 passes, back to 10th. At lap 58, the 14 passes. Um, he's actually in 14th at this point. So he had a, he had a wiggle somewhere in there or something, and a couple, couple people got by him. Um, at lap 66, the uh, he's in 11th, seven seconds back at the 24. And uh, the 24 ends up winning the stage. Ryan ends up 11th. So he's close to a stage point there. Um, pretty good job, though, from the beginning of the race, 17th to 11th uh, in that short first stage. Uh, Ryan says something like he's burning the rears off of it um they're pitting they're coming in 11th and they leave pit road 12th so they actually do lose a spot here but um ryan actually on pit road <laughs> says it out loud that's my mistake my bad oh and he was kind of hoping that nobody saw it <laughs> because they left the pits and uh did they say anything or something like that was said like did uh you know and uh Josh is uh, on the backstretch. Josh says, up. Oh, they posted it um, sections four and five. He was speeding. Uh, Ryan says he double shifted. So um, yeah, it, there was something he did with the shifter where, he, you know, hit it up and up too fast or something to the wrong gear, And it, it took off on him and, um, ouch. I mean, it's you know, puts your tail on the longest line.
0: Luckily. Um, yeah. Luckily this happens under caution in this under instance. Caution. And unfortunately, you know, Ryan, maybe gets one speeding penalty a season maybe two for the whole season um and i don't want to say it's becoming a pattern but this is the the second one in the last three weeks second one yeah. last four weeks or so where he's been caught speeding on pit road so not something you want to you want to see happen
1: well this isn't even like the the this isn't even a problem with setting the pit road speed either because that uh, i do listen to that during the pre-race when they uh, they come down pit road and it's generally, um, where they have a five mile an hour buffer. So this time I think it was 40 miles an hour. So they go up to, they can go up to 45, but not over. And I think Jonathan said it was like 44, seven or something like that. So, I mean, they were just under, they know exactly where they're at. They know exactly what lights to be on the dashboard. They know what segments they can go a little harder, like on the lights, uh, which, it, you know, might be on the, on the turns or, and so forth. So they have that to a science and, um, this was an actual, like he said. He said he double shifted. So, I mean, he's saying that he did something mechanically that caused the speed to be too much, not not his foot, not just his foot, you know. Yeah.
0: So. And I think I remember in those pace laps, Jonathan, when you're talking about what they talk about on the radio, he he actually said like, "That's okay, but nothing, you know, nothing yeah, more, no than, more that. than that. Yeah, yeah, no more than that." So, yeah, but yeah, I think if you if he double shifts like that, it's gonna set the rev limiter up real high, and that's just gonna automatically ding yeah i think for speed jump
1: yeah it jumped uh, just a little too much um so tail the longest line restarting and all the way back to 34th now and at lap 80 the 24 is leading uh lap 83 he's up to 30th um at lap uh 86 he passes 77 he's up to 29th at lap 89 he passes the 42 and the 21 to get to 27th and at lap 95 he punts the nine car <laughs> to get to 26th and um he says something on the radio to the effect of was oh it was my fault uh, you know that was my fault or something like that but then he says something like you can't park it in the corner yeah is what he says and um watching watching in car um lap after lap of following the nine he was trying to figure out how to get around them but they were running a similar line and uh ryan's right front corner was getting down to the left rear of the nine but he couldn't get all the way below him to make passes the way the 9 was running that corner especially in 3 and 4 so after three or four laps of this i think that Ryan got a run and he just you know he had a run yeah <laughs> he had a run and the 9 didn't and uh yeah the 9 went for uh, a wee a little spin <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was, that's, uh, so that's number two on the list for the day. You know, at yeah. least when he got the 38, he just kind of got him out of shape and passed him. The nine, he yeah. sends spinning. I think Clint on the broadcast, you know, kind of immediately said, uh, pointed out that the nine, you know, Ryan called it parking it in the middle. He said, you know, he's mm-hmm. just way too slow through the center of the turn. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, I mean, if you're going to, Luckily, there was no damage, so the nine wasn't out of the race or anything. And obviously, he rebounds for a really, really good it day. Yeah, really but good. um, it's I'm glad that they were unscathed, and hopefully um, there's not uh, too many sour feelings after that incident. So, um,
1: pitting in, going in 26th, they come out 21st. So, they're plus five on this yellow pit stop. Um, And actually, there's a penalty or two, because when they come back out for the choose code, he's up to 19th. Um, the 24 takes the bottom. Ryan takes the top at lap 100. They restart here by lap 105. Uh, passes the 10 car up to 18th at 107. Passes the 7 up to 17th at lap 112. Passes the 45 up to 16th. Uh, 24 is leading during this uh well, lap 124 i got the 5 car taking the lead off the 24 so um now we start at lap 135 the green flag pitting um and i've got wrote down he was uh, in 17th at this point you know and when green flag pitting happens i try to keep track of the whole cycle so that you know a lot of times they'll gain a position or two during a cycle cuz somebody'll make a mistake or somebody won't do very good and with the tire wear if you go a little earlier than another car too you might gain a second or two on them on the track um but um at uh, <laughs> at lap one thirty six, he bumps the twenty three out of the way. His little buddy.
0: Yeah, I was wondering if that was go if that was going to. There is a point you we to talk about it later in the race when the twenty three comes up behind the twelve and takes what I don't want to say he's taking a swipe at him, but takes a few pretty uh, aggressive moves to the rear. And I said, oh, here this is when this is going to come around. But mm-hmm. um, luckily, the after that he actually fell back. So um, yeah. But yeah, this is so this is number 3. Number 3 on the day where Ryan's yeah. used the front bumper a little bit and uh, it gets by him to 15th. Um
1: at lap 142 um he's he's about a second a half back of the next guy in front of him. So um at lap 1 um let's see 144 I got the 9 car pitting. At lap 146. He's catching the 8 car. He's only one second back of the 8 car at this point. At lap 152 passes the A-Car gets to 14th uh josh tells them we're about 10 or 12 away from pitting um at lap 161 a lot of cars start to pit now uh lap 162 he's all the way up to third which is kind of cool they you know, try to ride this out a little bit maybe catch a caution you know catch some track position uh but at lap 165 they do come in and pit um this is our incident um it's a meme already nascar chasm's got it out there all over the place he's made six different jokes on it um gladly nobody got hurt know, <laughs> that's the first thing i thought i yeah. see see the guy tumbling in the back um and he got, he went down and i think it was flores on the front tried to try to get it out of there too um on the radio it's more or less josh just says we've got to come back around and serve a penalty and uh he didn't even say what you know he just said we have to come back to our box so um they you know they do come back around and this does pretty much you know put them uh, lap down in the 30th um
0: if, if people um, somehow don't know what happened uh came in for a routine pit stop under green unfortunately so you know remember ryan makes a mistake earlier in the race on pit road and speeds uh for that penalty they're able to just start at the tail of the longest line so this is a green flag cycle um so they go to make a wedge change in the back, which we really have not seen many of that many of those this year. So most of the time when they've done adjustments, it's been air pressure, uh, stag or some kind of stuff they don't really have to do uh, with any wrenches or anything like that. So they go to put a wrench uh, in the rear window here um, on the driver's side of the car. The wrench, you know, the jack drops, you know, Ryan goes to take off while, you know, the guy's still back there finishing the, the adjustment, gets hung up you know, the car's taken off. Flores looks like he, he tries to jump up there and get it. Um, both of those guys tumble onto the ground pretty hard. And, um, because of that, that's removing equipment from the the pit box. And that's immediately a uh, penalty one. They have to come in and get it out get it out of there, get the wrench out of the window, um, and serve that penalty. So unfortunately on a short track, you know, that's, that's going to set you back a, a lap or two and, um, it's it's difficult for us because you know we're we're such big fans of Ryan, we're big fans of the team and we don't want to just come out and you know pretend like you know we want to gloss over this and you know make excuses. I mean the only the only thing that we can bring up and I think Steve might have some insights or or uh, insights or stats on this is that there was a ton of mistakes on pit road in this race mm-hmm. and it honestly yeah. there's a ton of mistakes uh, pretty much every week. Unfortunately, this one was broadcast live on the air. You know, as mm-hmm. it was happening, and uh, so it was very uh, evident. And um, that, like Steve would say, is the um, we never see the good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they were they were gaining so much on pit road all day long. You know, multiple positions. Five, but five five yellow
1: five yellow uh, caution pit stops that they did take plus twelve spots yeah. on pit road under the under the caution pit stops um the one that's under one of the ones under green um we have an issue like like you said you don't ever see the the other those other five stops you didn't see anything as a matter of fact you didn't even know about the spit road the the speeding penalty until after a commercial break you know um so it just yeah you 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 never see the victories you just see the failures and uh this one was pretty big and this one hurt pretty bad um And not everybody is perfect every week you know that's that's a bad bad thing about it too but um, there are definitely public failures unfortunately
0: yeah this is one of them the um it's not immune for the the whole organization you know joey logano earlier in the race had to come back in for a second time because his crew left um one of the wheels loose and then you know that's one of the first things we always hear from from fans on on social media and stuff is like uh well you know why don't we have the 22s pit crew or, and, the, and Steve will also be pretty quick to uh, point out the fact that um, the pit crew from a couple of years ago, when we were under uh, Todd Gordon as crew chief, a lot of that was that 22 team that won a championship in what, 2018. So um, we did have the 22 pit crew for a while. Um, the other thing we we see a lot about is why don't they fire everybody? Why don't they replace everybody? You know, they were so bad last year. Why do not they make any changes? They did make a pretty huge change especially for a team at penske and the fact that yeah. our front tire changer ryan flores uh, the tire carrier and the jack man on this 12 pit crew are all different uh guys than started the 2022 season with ryan blaney mm-hmm. so yeah that's a massive I mean, there's, overhaul there's, of the pit crew so
1: there's there's a guy from last year's pit crew who uh is with another pit crew now that won a race last week so yeah you know you you know it's not You know, sometimes it's might be one person, but the truth is is they, they still have to learn how to operate together and, and, um, work as a team together. And, and I, you know, stacking pennies, I, I love listening to stacking pennies because Ryan Flores is on there every week. Um, he is pretty honest about what happens. And a couple of weeks ago, when he had the problems, he explained them. He talked about them. He talked about the issues. Um, this week, when it comes out, I'll be really interested to hear what he has to say about what happened there too. You know, um, are they going to do better? They're trying to every week, you know, Uh, this week will be different because it's Bristol and there really won't be uh, any real. uh, I don't even know if the pit crews even go to Bristol.
0: Yeah. They probably won't. Mostly the road crew is probably going to take care of the the car and that kind of stuff. But it's just, it's one of those situations where um, they made a mistake. It was incredibly costly, especially since the, through the rest of this recap, you're going to see that things just, you know, cautions and lucky dogs and things just don't fall the team's way um like they they do sometimes and honestly like they've done you know Ryan was speeding at Atlanta and he got a he got a really timely caution to get back on the on the lead lap through the through free pass position but that just doesn't happen in this race so mm-hmm. the only people that feel worse about this mistake uh besides us and Ryan and and uh maybe Hassler is is those guys uh, on the on the pit crew they don't they don't want to let the they don't want to let us down they don't want to let Ryan down they don't want to let uh the team down Um, But it's it's a professional sport and um, they have to figure out a way to move on. And if not, you know, like I said, they made changes last year. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I don't want to see any changes because I don't want to see any more mistakes. So um, Mm -hmm. hopefully that's that they can move on from this Um, rebound at Bristol just finish wise and then um, rebound with their pit stops going going forward the rest of the season but i think yeah. with that that's probably an, uh, enough on that topic i you know i yeah. always hate talking about it anyway but i always feel like we do have to address it because we can't yeah, just sure. you know you gotta you be honest brush this it, under though. the rug or anything
1: you got to be honest about it but these guys like i said they're still jumping over a wall with a car barreling down on them and having to run around it and do things and uh <laughs> you know they have to be better by as the year goes you know this was bad this weekend, but if you can get better and get better and get better, and then those last 10 weeks, you know, you only have to be really good about three or four times in those last 10 weeks, (laughs) win two or three races, win the big one, you know, and they were really close to doing that last year. So that's another thing, you know, last year's year went on, they got really good in the last, uh, the last four races um they were probably one of the top teams on pit road in the last four races last year so i mean because ryan had a chance to get to the final without even a win and then in the final race he you know was a better car than the 22 all day too so you know let's just keep doing that let's just keep working on getting better and uh you know hopefully we see something better in the next couple weeks when they come back out to perform um so we do get you know we're still i still follow the the race you know um a lap or two down trying to battle back um they do a good job of battling or at least trying to get to the lead lap and so forth so at uh, lap 186 he passes the 13 the 43 gets the 28th at lap 190 he's up to 27th um at lap uh, 200 the, he's in 28th and the 24 leads here um and at lap uh, 208 we got the 20 car uh taking the lead so here's a bunch of those lead changes um uh lap 213 john uh josh tells him there's two more p- positions right in front of him uh so a couple laps later he does pass the the 2 for 27th and the 2 at lap 222 passes the 16 for 26th um the 11 takes stage 2 um we're in 26 one lap down uh there's only 19 cars on the lead lap so you know he's got four or five cars he got to try to pass um i got um nine cars being a lap down uh they do some air pressure here um they're working on trying to get the lucky dog once again they're plus three on on this pit stop they gain three positions over other uh, some of the other cars a lap down um so they come out the pinning 26 come out 23rd um the 11 takes the bottom right? takes the top uh, restarting at lap 241 um at lap 225 he's in 22nd and he's chasing the three for the lucky dog so here we are we're at a point where you know, and wa- and watching the racing through the through the in-car camera is really interesting cuz you trying to keep track of where the 3 is but then you're battling some other cars that are on the lead lap um he's running lap times that are better than uh the tail end of the lead lap too um so at lap uh lap 251 he passes the 3 and he's in 21st uh, he's the lucky dog at this point so now we're hoping for that quick caution to come but we get this long, long run out uh, here, I think. at la- The 11's leading. Um, at lap 265, uh, he kind of bobbles a little bit because the 34 goes by him. At lap 282, he says uh, it's too tight center. The drive is okay. And then at lap 289, we start some green flag pitting. And this is where things will get spread out again a little bit. at um, lap 294, they do pit. Um, the 19 takes the lead on this pit cycle. But at la- he's in 25th now. He's two laps down. Uh so at lap three oh three, um he's up to twenty-fourth. And at lap three oh five we get a caution um for the forty-two car. And this really sucks because they were uh, working their way to maybe getting their lap back. Uh, they were faster than the leader and they were catching him.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were they're really <laughs> close to getting that lap back just to try and stay alive here. And yeah. Um I think from what Ryan says on the radio and stuff, it's a little bit demoralizing. Yeah. Uh, just be just knowing that you're like they're just trying to have a have hope. And we actually see this, you know, because toward the end of this race, we do get some multiple cautions to where guys do get back on the lead left that had bad days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just it's just unfortunate. I mean, you know, the, the team strategy-wise is doing everything they can um to stay out as long as they could, probably to to stay in that kind of free pass area, and then they just yeah. they just don't get the break that they need.
1: So, you know, they're 10 laps on their tires, but they're two laps down. Um so if the leaders do pit here, we're gonna wave around. Um, yeah, you know, Ryan says, Yeah, one more thing could go wrong would be perfect. <laughs> Being sarcastic there a little bit. Um, the 19 is leading at this point, and um we do get um uh, Ryan taking the bottom here with the, the 19 taking the bottom. He's now racing the seven and twenty-three for the lucky dog. Now, um Ryan took the wave around, <clears throat> but the seven and twenty-three were a lap down and they took the tires. So this is going to be kind of tough because you've got 9, 10-lap old tires, trying to chase them. Uh, lap 340, um, it, it spreads out enough where it's real quiet on the radio. You know, Josh really doesn't say much unless somebody's coming up on him with tires, with fresher tires. Um, but he's not really gaining on the 7 and 23 here at this point either. Um, lap 350, we get more green flag stops. Um, they're going long. They're trying for a well-timed caution here. Uh, but lap 260, they um, Sorry, three sixty. They're pitting, um, and the twenty four. Uh, the leader passes them as they're as they're pitting here. So they're you know back to two laps down. And lap two seventy, he does pass the thirty one, then the two. He's up to twenty seventh. And then at lap two seventy one, we get a caution for the forty five. Once again, they're two down, but they're going to wave around again. <laughs> you know, the leader's pit. They wave around to get down to one lap down. The um, five takes the lead at this point. Um, and the line nine is all the way up to, to P two on their strategy that they played out.
0: Now we mentioned people having issues on pit road here. The 24 had the lead going into that pit stop and then they came out what third or fourth, yeah, third or fourth in line. So you talk about, um, you know, pit crews (laughs) having big impacts on the race there. You know, it's like, they didn't necessarily have a mistake, but they had some, some sort of a hiccup in -hmm. their process that, you know, they went from the lead, to what you'll talk about here uh in the next few yeah. laps what happens yeah. to them.
1: Yeah so um we're racing the 16, the three the seven for the lucky dog um the restart lap uh was at 379 then we get a caution for the, the 24 being spun out by the 20 slash one depending on who you talk to yeah
0: that, that's a funny that's a funny <laughs> situation that occurs and you know bell uh referred to the one as you know getting caught up by the wrecking ball you know, and uh, you had to, I had had to move up the track, and then you got into the, the 24, and then, uh, you know, I'm watching the replay, you know, tons of people are watching the replay, and it's they're like, well, you know, the one does take him three wide, but he takes him three wide, like, 20 feet from him, <laughs> and uh, it was almost like the 20 was just, like, got scared, and then, you know, like, he yeah. was afraid of what was going to happen, and he actually ends up taking the, the 24 yeah. out, so I'm convinced at this point that the one could just be at home watching the race, yeah. and yeah. could still get blamed for for a caution yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> you're blame for something, but that's what happens when you build a reputation like that though so yeah. what are you gonna do?
1: That's it stay away from'em you know don't touch them. um so uh they got they do they're lapped down at this point, so they do come get tires because the other cars that are lapped down are gonna get tires so um they gain one spot on pit road <laughs> again over some of these cars so they're up to twenty seventh here um they're racing the, they're behind, let's see, they're behind the three car racing him for the lucky dog. So, you know, really would love to see him pass them and then have another caution happen, but, you know, doesn't really happen here. Um, the restarts at lap 386, uh, like at lap 391, is still chasing the three car. Um, the five does winning. Ryan ends up 26, the uh, one lap down. Um, you know, they, they do, they do qu- keep fighting. Um, In car camera is invaluable. At that point, because, you are not, you know, he's not running with the leader. So we watch a lot of the in-car camera and, um, you know, keep trying to fight with them, you know, trying to see if they can get the lucky dog, see if the, something can happen while they're in the lucky dog position. Um, you know, they were in that position at one point, but nothing happened for a while. And then somebody else, you know, became the lucky dog and he didn't end up getting it. Um, you know, not the day, uh, not the day, you know, his quotes the same way, not the day they were looking for, you know, on to Bristol you know, just like Belichick used to say, uh, I'm on to Cincinnati. Uh, so I'm on to Bristol.
0: Yeah. And I'm hoping the uh, race report after Bristol, his quote, I feel like we've seen that too many times recently, not the day we're looking for, or even, you know, what he says on the radio at mm-hmm. the end of a bad run, you know, thanks for sticking with it guys. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's like, those are the two things I almost never want to hear because that means that they've had some sort of a, a challenge during the day. And in, in this case, um, you Know the last challenging race they finished 21st, and here you know they they finish even worse than that. So, um, unfortunately, with those um last couple of finishes here and the fact that the four Hendrick Motorsports cars were gifted their 100 points back in appeal, uh, yeah, because, because somehow they broke the rule but not bad enough, yeah. Uh, so they get their points back. Um, so in, right now, Ryan Blaney. Uh, drops, I think. So after they got their points back, I think he dropped around the 8th position. Now, um, after this race, Ryan's dropped to 11th in the NASCAR Cup Series standings uh, with 188 points, now 75 points back of the leader Alex Bowman. I think last uh, last week or so, I think he was in the 34, 40-ish points back. So, um, 75 points back now in the 11th position. Um, The uh, the winner this week was the sixth or with Larson winning. That's a six different winner in seven races. I know people thought maybe we weren't going to see the same number of winners that we did last year, which I think is probably still going to be true, but six out of seven, that's, that's pretty impressive that with this next gen car, the mm-hmm. the field is still pretty level though. Um, all the, all the Hendrick Motorsports cars, except for, well, I guess Bowman and, you know, Chase is out. So, um, a couple of them have picked up wins this season uh another Joey Logano's picked up a win and yeah it's another it's another Chevy uh that's one so they've been pretty dominant uh, especially when it's come to to raw speed this year with the Fords qualifying well on you know plate tracks or plate like tracks but um it's not going to cut it on um on a lot of those other tracks there so um points position wise i I felt a little bit better a couple of weeks ago, you know, just being only, you know, a couple stage points away from being back up in the top five. But um, they definitely have dug themselves a hole a little bit. Um, But luckily this week coming up, um, I don't know if it's lucky, though, because it's kind of a wild card race. Uh, But they're on to Bristol Motor Speedway, but it's going to be the dirt uh, version of Bristol Motor Speedway. Um, if you want to catch the action this week, I mean, there's just a ton uh, going on because the the stuff is going to start on Friday, April 7th, when they're going to have a first par- practice at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time on FS1 uh, for the Cup Series. After that at 8 o'clock, um, you've got the, the Truck Series practice, 8.30 p.m. Uh, you have the Cup Series final practice also on FS1 Saturday. There is a lot going on. Uh, between uh, the Cup Series um, practice and qualifying or qualifying races, I should say, Mm -hmm. 6 p.m. Eastern time. And then you have the truck race at 7, which there's just a ton of guys, Jonathan Davenport, Joey Logano, um, lots of interlopers. Uh, mm-hmm. attempting to to make the race in the truck series. Uh, so that's just going to be something you're going to want to have an appetizer of again, just get a, a feel. If you haven't really paid attention to the dirt races the last couple of years, it kind of gives you a feel of what the cup race might go by um, Ryan. Um, and then also on Sunday, if you want to catch the actual race, so it's kind of cool what Bristol's doing for the people that were there. We did attend this race last year. It was like really, really cool. They do have a church service um, celebration at 4 30 PM. They're going to play that on the air on uh on FS one at four 30. And then race day starts at five 30 on FS one moves over to Fox at six. And then the actual cup race for a second year in a row, it's going to happen at night, 7. PM Eastern time. So once everybody, if you celebrate Easter, if you get all that uh, done during the day, even if you have some dinner, uh, then this can kind of be your dessert for the evening. And that's seeing the NASCAR cup series race. Ryan Blaney in the two starts on dirt has an average start of 14th in two straight top 10 finishes eighth and then a top five, uh, in the last race in 2022. So like I said, in, in one of those cars, I can't remember if it was last year, or the year before maybe it was the two, first two year, years,
1: two was years ago, where it destroyed,
0: was oh. destroyed, they made a die cast out of it. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, that was an eighth-place finish, and then somehow he survived for a fifth-place finish last year. And last year's race was kind of plagued with rain. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of it was a little bit miserable being there in person just because it was really like a, pers- a persistent mist, uh, which I guess thankfully it was because it actually kind of kept the track a little bit tacky and, and brought mm-hmm. the dust level down. Um, so – but. He's finished really well and it's, you know, Ryan's not, you know, everyone always talks about Ryan Blaney growing up in the Blaney family, prolific dirt racers. Uh, but he has, you know, little to no experience in, mm-hmm. you know, sprint cars, modifieds, anything like that on dirt. Um, lots of practice laps from what I understand, but not much beyond that, but in his two races on dirt in the cup series and then he run ran pretty well. I'm not super great finishes on the, on the dirt in the truck series, but, um, pretty good uh, record there in the cup series. Now, is it a fluke? Is it a wild card race? You know, the, the leaders crashed going to the <laughs> the checkered flag last year and, and Bush picked mm-hmm. up the, a victory. So all I got to say, if Ryan can put himself in position, like he did with that top five last year, you just got to in a track like this, you got to put yourself in position. Then hopefully you can capitalize
1: um, Saturday. It's what there's a qualifying and then there are heat races.
0: Correct? Yes. So, so. all of that's going to happen. Yeah. All that's going to happen on Saturday, starting at what does it say? So the, the cup series qualifying races are at six. So I'm not sure if they, if they have a, so they have a final practice and I don't remember how exactly how the qualifying races are. I thought they ran qualifying
1: decided. first and then they split them up by the qualifying into heats. Maybe I I thought that's what they did uh, last year. So that's really kind of cool too. Cause then it just you know, one through four, you know, kind of like the setup that they have the to clash um. Except everybody will make it, so yeah. I mean, well, yeah, because of the size of the track, everybody, everybody can make it. So, um, that that's the fun part uh, on Saturday. Uh, the only problem with Saturdays is it's on FS2, which is just you know. So hopefully it'll be on the on the Fox Sport app because if it's on the app, I can at least watch it that way.
0: Um, You're right. I did say that wrong. Yeah, it's on FS2, not FS1. Even the uh uh the truck series race though at least gets onto FS one, but yeah, the qualifying Mm -hmm. races, which probably might be one of the more exciting things Mm -hmm. for the weekend. Um, unfortunately at FS two and a lot of folks don't get that. Um, so we'll try to keep people updated at least on social media to do, do what we can, but, um, yeah, unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Um, but looking, definitely looking forward to it. Um, you know, I, I, I like the dirt. I like that. That's something a little bit different. And, uh, I think, think, uh, these, these guys are pretty good at it really.
0: Yeah. And I think we talked about it last year, probably in our recap thing. It's like, I really like, you know, I enjoyed our experience there. It was cool to see they do some really awesome stuff, you know, even after, you know, the, the cup races are over with lots of, you know, world of outlaw type of events and other short track series that come in and race there. It's kind of exciting for them to get that opportunity. Um, I just think there's plenty of really good, dirt tracks out there that they could uh, go and hold this race at <laughs> and keep a second race there on the concrete at Bristol, just because um a little bit more, I'm a little bit more nostalgic for that. But the, I mean, the race last year ended up being pretty good, pretty exciting, pretty dramatic. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little jarring at first when you're there in person. I know you got to see, um, you know, some, some of the trucks running there trucks. when you guys went out there, um, you know, the cars do run pretty slow, <laughs> but um but the the action's pretty good because you know a lot of these guys are out of their element so it equalizes the field a little bit um interested to see what some of those you know dirt ringers that are coming in like Davenport and some other folks that are going to run cup cars i don't know how you know they didn't really do that great last year because you're, they're jumping in a car that's not meant to be on the dirt at all doesn't mm-hmm. handle like it should on the dirt at all uh but you did see guys like Tyler Reddick and uh Chase Briscoe who were were, you know really good dirt racers Growing up, you know, they were the two battling for the lead. So maybe there's something to it. The one that it really hasn't turned out that great for is um, probably one of the most prolific dirt racers right now in the country. And that's Kyle Larson, who only does oh, really? part time. So yeah. maybe he comes up finally this year and, and, and takes back to back wins in the Cup Series. I don't know. So that's Bristol again. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there's stuff to watch. If you have F- FS2, hopefully you do, you'll be able to mm-hmm. tune into some of that. At least you'll be able to see the, uh, most of you will be able to see the truck race on Saturday night on FS1 and then uh, following that up on Sunday uh, with the Cup Series on Fox. So, so another segment, I feel like I dread this every week when we go over <laughs> this. And that is our segment when we recap uh, what happened this past week in the Team Blaney NASCAR Fantasy Live League Steve and I have been chatting about this since Sunday and the fact that our league, I have to say, has to be just incredibly competitive compared to some other leagues that are out there. You know, I'm going to go through my starting lineup here and I don't think I had a bad week and I finished like 64th in the league, which I find is pretty insane. So I'm going to go over my starting lineup here that I had for the race at Richmond. Um, I thought I put all the heavy hitters in here. Guys that are good at Richmond consistently, and you know what? They were all actually pretty good. Alex Bowman got me 37 points. Denny Hamlin got me 27. He kind of imploded on himself with his two pit road speeding penalties and some of the other antics that he had throughout the day. Um, Martin Truex Jr. got me 33 points. He was another one that almost had a chance at the victory. Kevin Harvick got me 41 points. Kyle Busch was a little bit mediocre on the day, but still got me 23. I left Ryan in the garage, which was a unfortunately was a good move. He only scored 11 points. Um, I picked Hamlin over Truex. That was wrong in the featured matchups. I picked Harvick over Keslowski. That was right. I picked Logano over Bell. That was wrong by just a couple of positions. And I picked Chastain over Byron, which was right. So I split the difference on the featured matchups and I thought I had a pretty solid, um, lineup there. Got me like a little over 180 points, but still was only good for about 60th, 64th, or something like that in points earned for the week. Uh, Steve, on the other hand, ended up having a pretty solid week yet yeah, again. Let's talk about your lineup because I'm interested.
1: Yeah, not bad. I had Bowman uh, with 37 points. I had William Byron there with 31 and could have been even more. Um, Tyler Reddick was uh, my weak link at 26 points there. Uh, I had Larson who gained 52 points and then chastain who gained 48 Uh, i kept running in the i kept running in the garage too um hamlin over tricks once again that was wrong i did have harvick over kazowski i had bell over logano but then i had byron over chastain that was wrong so kind of split the matchups up a little bit um but it was really good having guys that finished you know um with a lot of stage points and you know like chastain did and uh and Larson, too, too. I mean, Chastain was 14 stage points. Larson was 12 stage points. Wow. Uh, Byron was 18 stage points. So, you know, even, even though he didn't have a great finish, he still had some points uh, to back up, uh, you know, the finish. So um, this week is total just, you know, throw them in a blender. <laughs> look at, well, I mean, truthfully, you can look at the last two years and how they finished, Um, but, uh, yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad. There was enough points to keep me up there. And the standings pretty good.
0: Yeah. So let's take a look at those standings. Like I mentioned, I am in a f- for points earned at Richmond. I was in a four way tie in the sixty fourth position with one hundred and eighty one points earned. But let's take a look all the way back up the list in the top ten. And we're going to start off with you uh, tied in the tenth position with Blaney's Daisy with two hundred and fourteen points earned at Richmond. Uh, tie for eighth with Blaney the Goat and Clyde's Chicken Pit Racing with two sixteen. Seventh, Go Larson with two eighteen. Sixth, Frygal twelve with two nineteen. Uh, NASCAR Nut twelve and Sam Speeds serves in a tie for fourth with two hundred twenty points. Waterbug in third with two twenty four. Whip Wilson in two uh, in second with two twenty five. And then leading the way this week, the, this week once again, Steel Lion two hundred and twenty eight points earned at Richmond gives them the top spot this week. Um, let's jump over to the overall standings. Uh, I'll try to scroll down through to find myself still hanging around in the 40s, uh, 45th position, Team Blaney host Adam, 1,214 uh, points. Oh,
1: uh, no, you you lost the lead in the house again.
0: I did, which is surprising because we tied, I think, for possibly the, the second week in a row here. <laughs> um, oh, but, yeah, I'm losing the household lead. Um, let's take a look at where you're at, though, and I don't you're not even one of the first to mention because you're up a little bit higher. All right, top 10 in the overall standings for the Team Blaney NASCAR Fantasy Live League are as follows, 10th. Blaney or Bust, 1325. In ninth, Blaney's Daisy, just one point more, 1326. In the eighth position, holding it down, Mez 12, your team, 1,337. Seventh, Eric D15, 1,340. Sixth, Go Larson, 1,348. Fifth, Epic Chickens, 1916, 1362. Uh, fourth, Christian Dana, 1366. And third, Frygau 12, 1,367. Second Factory of Sadness 6, 1,401, and holding down the top position in the Team Blaine NASCAR Fantasy Live League. Seven races in after the race at Richmond Raceway. The Nutty Gamer, 1,421 points. So like uh, I we said.
1: Were, you were talking about like this week's, my total was what, 214? Yep. Um, I'm in a couple other leagues where I just basically copy and paste the uh, the lineup. And uh, they're a little bit smaller leagues, you know, um, a little less people, but I finished first in both those leagues, leagues with 14. So that tells you how good um, people are in our league there that we got. We have some competition every week.
0: Yeah. These people are really, really good. And it's been um, potentially one of our most competitive years, I think Mm -hmm. Um, just with people, you know, all the way down. I know it's still early in the season, but I would say at least 75 of the hundred people in the league have been setting lineups every single week. Some folks have forgotten here and there. Um, but the participation has been off the charts this year. The competition has been off the charts this year, which maybe is unfortunate for somebody that's sitting in 45th, but, um, <laughs> but that's okay. You're, you started to tease a little bit about who, um, you might put on your lineup this week. It's a little bit of a crap shoot. It's maybe, you know, I always kind of put a bunch of random people in when it comes to the races at Talladega and Daytona. And this one, man, I just don't, honestly, I think I might need to go by the starting lineups just to see who might be able to get the most stage points mm-hmm. and then just see who can survive. And I haven't even checked the. I haven't checked the weather forecast too. Cause man, I hope that, you know, weather's uh, not a factor too. So, and
1: uh, for the most part, um, not going to be real, real warm per se, but, uh, Saturday and Sunday, as of right now we're looking dry. Um, I had it up, uh, uh, a little earlier today. Um, Saturday 59 is a high and Sunday 67. And they're just looking at partly cloudy, partly sunny. Um, Friday, they're looking at some rain Friday, um, in the afternoon. So that, that might kind of suck because you're looking at the early practice that day. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice to have that practice and the only reason really not necessarily to dial the car in but to dial the driver in <laughs> because it's a little bit different type of racing how you handle the wheel is totally different and um you know to get some laps just to give you some uh, good uh, consistent laps under the uh, under the conditions it's going to be kind of key um yeah as far as picking a lineup though i, I mean i think uh you got to look at how people finish the last two years um you know, you want, might want to lean toward a Larson. The Larson's not finished well, but it's basically because of just crashing, you know. And that's the yeah. other thing. You could be running top five and spin yourself out and have somebody collect into you. Um, or you could uh, have a restart and all of a sudden three guys and, and into a corner and just somebody loses control and slides you up out of the way, you know. So it's just so many different factors with, with dirt racing that, uh, Uh, it's a totally different car control uh, uh, than asphalt so you know when you do have a mistake or a problem um you know trying to get away from somebody else or somebody you know coming into you it's just totally different
0: yeah and there's going to be a lot of contact in this race there's going to be a lot of guys that aren't experienced enough that are going to be and even guys that are experienced enough they're going to be leaning on each other when they go Mm -hmm. through the turns um, You're going to be that happens a lot in dirt racing sometimes In the at least in the fender dirt racing mm-hmm. where you, you lean on a guy um, just to make a turn sometimes because you've made kind of a bold move to the bottom. Um, So I'm hoping that they, they get to the finish with this one, though. The finish was dramatic last time. I'm hoping, you know, if someone does have a really fast car, does have the track master that they can pick up the win this year. You know, Tyler Reddick had that one pretty much in the bank. You know, the the race was good with Briscoe to the end, but Briscoe just totally dive bombed them. Didn't even try to make the corner. Um, probably was hoping that they would just kind of come together and, and door slam to the, to the finish line, but that didn't happen. He took them both out. Kyle Busch gets uh, gifted his only win uh, of the season last year. So um, we'll have to see, see if, um, see if Kyle can run up front again, see if Kyle Larson can run up front and stay up front. Um, I think Briscoe, might be somebody worth starting because he's not usually someone I'm going to have in my lineup on, you know, a lot of other tracks this year. So maybe he's somebody I look at. Um, I don't even know if I'll, you know, Ryan's finished really well. So maybe he, he might be worth keeping at least in the garage. I'm not sure if I want to start him though at a track like this. So we'll, we'll have to see. I,
1: you know, I don't know. I mean, last year he ran pretty well, he finished top 10 the year before. Uh, fun to, it'll be fun to watch on the in car cam um uh, because from what I saw last year he did a really good job of working on being able to run both lines yeah um you know and 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 that's going to be the thing is if you can get a you know high thing going or a low thing going um can you get underneath somebody? Can you make make a pass? Um, you know, it's, Bristol's always been like that. Whether there's dirt or asphalt on the track, you know, um, how many laps do you run underneath somebody before you got to move them under? You know, move them a little bit or something like that. So um that'll be fun to watch. I mean, just you know, hopefully nobody's holding them up. Hopefully, can get out there and uh, maybe lead some laps. That'd be a fun thing to do.
0: Yeah, just need to have a solid race. We need to get some stage points. Uh, we need to have a solid finish. You know, obviously, I would love for another top 10. i really love for a victory, um, and which has happened. You know, Joey Logano, his teammate, went to the victory lane in the inaugural race there on the Dirt at Bristol. So it can be done in a Penske car. We just have to see. It's all about pacing yourself, getting to the finish, staying clean, not breaking any toe links or anything crazy, and um, putting yourself in position to have a good finish when it comes down to that last stage. Well, Steve, I was a little bit worried about doing this episode just because of the things that happened this week, but I think we were able to kind of talk it through as we went. Um some of the challenges that we had and uh, I'm feeling a little bit better on the other side of this and hopefully you do too.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh the it, it, it's those ones were on to Bristol. You know, you got to just kind of look ahead now. I mean, it's uh you know, the power positivity thing, you know, we always talk about, And you know, if there's, well, the fun part is there's another week after this week and there's another week after that. And, uh, until you run out of weeks, you know, um, you can win any week too, Ryan. uh, and this team can win any week, uh, coming up from now to the end of the year. And, uh, I, I, I look forward to each week after, after a week like that, you know, you got to shake that off, get it off your, uh, you know, get it out of your system. And, uh, let's, uh, let's see what Bristol brings. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Absolutely. So thank you, everyone, once again, for tuning into this episode of the Team Blaney podcast. If you'd like to learn more about myself or co-host Steve, just listen to our very first episode that explores our Blaney racing fandom. You can interact with us on Facebook and Twitter at Team Blaney and on Instagram and uh, TikTok at Team.Blaney. Finally, we'd like to encourage you to support the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation. Established in 2018, this organization supports causes like the Alzheimer's Association and UPMC Sports Medicine through fundraisers and events and membership in the Blaney Bunch Fan Club. To learn more, visit RyanBlaneyFamilyFoundation.org or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, they yeah, were out yeah, there keep, this week, right? Say
1: keep, keep following them because um, this past week they were at Richmond. They had a tent set up. Um, they have a new t-shirt out Yes, um, that, that I read uh, is going to be online here soon so uh look for their online store for that uh, i know in a future weeks they're going to be at um, at talladega correct they did yes. they did confirm that the tent's gonna be at talladega um also um yesterday they premiered those yellow gloves that are going to be auctioned off um so ryan has posted and you have uh, the team blaney accounts have retweeted and and reposted the the link to that um so go to the team blaney accounts or go to ryan's twitter uh because those uh those gloves are really really cool they're bright bright yellow but they've got the foundation uh logo on them and uh you know any kind of auction like that's always for a good cause so a lot a lot of things going on with them so make sure you you check in with them uh social media and uh see them at the track too. Like we're, we're going to Talladega in a couple of weeks. So hopefully we'll see you at their tent, uh, at Talladega.
0: Absolutely. And don't forget they're, they're taking registrations now for the uh, second annual driving for good charity golf event at top golf university in Charlotte. Um, and they have a whole level dedicated to fans this year where you can, mm-hmm. uh, at a pretty decent price, uh, put a team together and go participate in that event. So check that out all with the Ryan Blaney family foundation.
1: So, you don't even have to be a good golfer everybody like once again talk to people like i don't golf. no it's don't worry about it you just go out there and hit some balls have some fun there'll be some food and drink and, and a chance to meet ryan take a picture with him hopefully so you know it's and it's for charity so you know i don't claim to be a great golfer um but uh there were people we we played with last year that weren't uh you know, there we had we had a blast so you don't have to worry about being a great golfer uh you know you're not there to win a, the masters or anything like that you know so you know look into it and uh come on out and join join us and we'll have a good time
0: absolutely so for my co-host steve mez i'm adam rogers we'll catch you next time right here on the team blaney podcast good night brussels
1: well, thanks everybody for coming hope
0: you enjoyed it